Hello. Welcome to the podcast at forallourkids.com. You are listening to the revised stories of Vikram and Betal. Before we go on to the story, I want to remind you of our other segment, the Teacher to Parent podcast that we post every Wednesday where we talk about children's education and how parents can support them at home. Do check it out. It's the Teacher to Parent segment we podcast on every Wednesday. Now to the story. Superstition. How does one persevere in a task that is perilous and shows no sign of success? What makes some people show perseverance where others give up after multiple failures? King Vikramaditya certainly had that ability to stay motivated. Was it because he considered this task a challenge or was it because he had given his word and couldn't go back on it now? Whatever his reason, Vikramaditya was in the graveyard finding his way to the people tree the home of the vampire in its corpse. The rains had stopped, and sprigs shot out from plants believed to be dead. But no, the dead did not rise from the ashes. Just troubled souls wandering, looking for justice or peace, as the case may be. Vikram ignored the sounds and sights, and went straight to the people tree. The corpse on his shoulders, he made his way back to the camp where the soldiers waited for him. But he knew that the silence would not last long. Oh, king, the mocking voice called out to him. Do you think that I'll bring you good luck? Or is it fear that it'll bring you bad luck if you don't take me to the hermit? Which is it? I hope you know that you shouldn't waste your time on superstitions. Listen to the story of Sasidhar. It may help you clear your mind. Sasidhar managed a large coconut farm. He was a good farmer, but not a good manager. If you own a farm, it's not enough to know how to grow things well. You have to be good at managing the people who work for you, the merchants who buy your crop, and everyone else in between. Sasidhar knew a lot about his land and the coconut trees, but he had a problem. He was very superstitious. To him, everything was an omen, and he never stopped to consider if there was a rational explanation behind the occurrences. Now, if these so-called omens affected only Sasidhar, it would have been no problem. But it is never that way with superstitions, isn't it? It could be ridiculous, like when he told his wife Mina, the light went off when you put the food on my plate. It must be a bad omen. I will not eat today to make sure I'm safe. It could be annoying, like the time he yelled at his friend who had come all the way to see him. Don't you know you're not supposed to ask a person where they are going? The worst was when it affected the people who worked for him or did business with him. But no one could change Sasidhar's habits. In the same village lived Manohar, 
with a team of workers who climbed coconut trees to pick the coconut. He was a fair employer and took good care of his employees. Sasidhar, like other coconut farmers in that area, hired Manohar's workers during the harvest season. That year, a cyclone formed on the coast just before it was time to harvest the coconuts. The farmers all along the coast were busy trying to gather the coconuts before the cyclone hit. On that particular day, Sasidhar got ready and left for his farm. Manohar's team was already there. And just as Sasidhar entered his farm, one of the workers waiting to climb the tree sneezed loudly. Ha-choo! Oh no! That man sneezed just as we got ready for the job. My coconut harvest is not going to go well. Sasidhar called his son and asked him to send the workers home. All day, Sasidhar moaned about the cancelled harvest. Manohar came to his house that evening to see if he could reschedule so that neither business lost money. But Sasidhar wouldn't budge. Your team has brought me bad luck. There must have been a bad omen that I missed on the day I hired your team of workers. And then your workers sneezed at the beginning of the day. My harvest did not go according to plan. I am sure that I will have fewer coconuts because your team brought me bad luck. No, I don't want your workers to pick my coconuts. Nor am I going to pay you for this day. Go away, he yelled at Manohar. Understandably, Manohar was very upset. It wasn't his fault that Sasidhar cancelled the harvest. His workers lost a whole day's wages because of Sasidhar's superstitions. Manohar had to pay them from his pocket. And now, this man was blaming his team for a poor harvest. The trouble was, Manohar didn't want the other farmers to think his team was unlucky. What if there were other superstitious fellows? It would only affect his business. So he went away quietly. Sasida's family was anxious about the harvest. But luckily for them, the cyclone moved away from the coast. His daughter tried to reason with him. Cheer up, Dad. See, the sneezing didn't bring bad luck. The cyclone has moved away from our coast and we can harvest the coconuts in peace. But Sasidhar wouldn't accept her logic. Oh no, it did bring us bad luck. See, I would have finished harvesting by now if that worker hadn't sneezed. I have to find a lucky team of workers to finish the job. He could not accept that it was his choice to cancel the harvest and that the sneezing had nothing to do with it. Every year, merchants from the cities visited the smaller towns and arranged to buy supplies for their warehouses. These merchants supplied goods to the palace, the army, and other collectives. Sasidhar checked his calendar. The city merchants were due to arrive in a few weeks. He tried to get other workers, but they were wary. What if this man decided to label them unlucky, as he did with Manohar's men? Finally, 
Sasidhar managed to get some workers from the neighboring village. But he had to pay double the wages and arrange for their transportation. As you can imagine, he was not happy and kept complaining that the sneezing brought him bad luck. Sasidhar's kids supervised the harvest. They tallied and organized the crop to get everything ready for the visiting merchants. But the grove still had to be cleaned up before the visitors arrived. So the two youngsters worked all week long and readied the place. Soon, the merchants took up rooms in the inns and the village bustled with people and horses. Sasida left for his coconut warehouse early in the morning. When his wife remarked on the time, he smiled and replied, Ah, no one else will be around. I can walk on the street without worrying about anyone sneezing or asking me where I'm going. And it's too early for cats to wander across my path. Everything will go well today. It was a pleasant day. Sasidhar waited and waited and waited at the warehouse. Hmm, looks like the city merchants are running late, he thought, as he looked up at the sky. The sun was no longer overhead. It's past afternoon. Where are they? he wondered. After no one turned up at dusk, Sasidhar left his warehouse and went looking for the merchants. He found them at an inn finishing their dinner. They looked contented with their purchases. In a panic, Sasidhar inquired around and found that the merchants had set up the contracts with other coconut farmers from the neighboring villages. It was all because of Manohar. Manohar acted as a guide and connected the merchants with other farmers, completely missing Sasidhar's warehouse. As you can imagine, Sasidhar was furious. How dare they? He fumed and demanded a meeting with the head of the merchants. The merchant heard him out and then asked Manohar for his side of the story. But much to Sasidhar's dismay, the merchant dismissed the case against Manohar. We made an excellent bargain with the farmers. The coconuts were good and so was the price. And listening to Manohar, I can only say that he acted in good faith. The vampire paused to address King Vikram. Now, that was a most unfortunate judgment, don't you think, my king? Why did the merchant say that Manohar was justified in his revenge? Sasidhar was only acting to protect his crop, after all. If you know the answers to my questions, you better answer me, or else your head will shatter to smithereens. King Vikram had no doubt about the answer. Oh no, the merchant was correct. Manohar was not avenging the loss of pay. He acted based on the information that Sasidhar shared. Sasidhar had repeatedly complained that his crop of coconut was not good. He had no proof that his crop was poor. But he blamed it on bad luck brought about by the workers' sneeze. 
Now, Manohar was in charge of taking the city merchants to farmers. If he took them to the farmers whose crops were not good, then Manohar would get into trouble. The merchants wouldn't trust him the next time they came. Nor did Sasidhar actually protect his crop. He blamed the workers' sneeze for not harvesting the coconuts on time. There was no evidence for his accusation. Besides, by delaying the harvest, the coconuts would have dried into copra. That wouldn't suit the merchants' needs. They wanted fresh coconuts. King Vikram finished answering and turned to look back, for he felt a lightning of his shoulders as the corpse with the vampire flew back to the people tree. This is the end of today's story. What do you think, my friends? Do you believe in superstitions? Should you believe in them? In India, we have a lot of superstitions. Some of these may have had rational explanations in the past. But if those don't hold true now, don't you think we should discard them? Fearing bad omens increases our anxiety, and our anxiety in turn affects our performance. Similarly, labeling certain actions or people as bad luck is not only unreasonable, it is also deeply hurtful. We may follow certain superstitions in a light-hearted manner, but we must always question if these beliefs are rational or not. So next time you worry about bad luck, stop and think. Is it really bad luck? Or is it because you can avoid feeling guilty for not preparing well enough for whatever venture that you're going to start? Come back next week to listen to the next episode in the Vikram and Betal series. Until then, goodbye from all of us at forallourkids.com. Thank you.